welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Managed Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and we are on pillar three of the three-point blueprint to go from merely surviving to thriving. So in the pre-episode, I'm going to call it, on talking about the three-point blueprint and how I got here, then the next one was your pesky thoughts. They are creating the world that you don't even want. And then last week was, what's your vision? What is your vision for your life? And today, we're going to talk about baby steps that lead to the finish line. I am a strong proponent that goals are important. However, I think some people make goals way bigger than they have to be. And if we have little baby goals, little baby steps that were completely achievable, we would stick to them. I even wrote a book, How to Reach Your Goals in 12-Minute Increments. It's on Amazon. You can find it. It's there. Because not everything has to be a huge deal. As an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as an employee, sometimes you're looking at things and they seem so far out there. You're like, I don't even know how I'm going to get there. If you have baby steps, every day you're going to be a little bit closer to that finish line. So have you heard of the book, Think and Grow Rich? Have you? It's a great book. I really, I love that book. It's really good. People use that saying all the time, think and grow rich, meditate, visualize what you want. All those things are important. I'm all about it. I'm all about all of it. My mom told me, I tried out for cheerleader a lot. I don't know why I never made it. It was so heartbreaking, but I was trying out for cheerleader for the very last time ever. I was in 10th grade. Or maybe I was in ninth grade. No, I was in 10th grade because we had moved school, moved states. Uh, so I was trying out for cheerleader. Again, I was terrible, but that should not have been a criteria. I should have made it just because I wanted it. And my mom said, Jennifer, you need to visualize doing your routine. You need to visualize walking up the front walk of the school to where they have posted who made cheerleader and seen your name on the list. So I had that whole visualization thing down, but we hadn't really talked about the fact that my prayer for making cheerleader was something like this. And I started this prayer in seventh grade when I tried out for cheerleader in seventh grade. I tried out seventh, eighth, ninth, and then 11th. Uh, 10th, I did not because we moved schools and I missed tryouts to lose yet again. 
But my prayer went something like this. I'm a Christian, born on a Monday. My first time in church was next Sunday. I've always believed. I believe in prayer. And God's answers are yes, no, maybe, or are you kidding me? And this was kind of a, are you kidding me? So my prayer went something like this. Dear God in heaven, I really want to make cheerleader. And I pray that you will help me do an outstanding routine so that I make the cheerleading squad. But if I don't make the cheerleading squad, I pray that you will give me a sign so that I will be grateful that I did not make the cheerleading squad. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you notice, I had a complete out for making cheerleader. Like if it's not in your will, okay, but show me a sign because a lot of times I would pray, but I wouldn't ask for a sign and the answer would be no, but I didn't really get it. And then I was like all of a sudden hit in the face with a big old fat no. So I kind of tried to craft him like, let me know if it's a no. So this happened the first time in seventh grade and it was a no and I cried and I was devastated because nobody likes me because I didn't make cheerleader. And yes, people, I sucked. I really did suck. But that was beside the point, totally beside the point. I was in Richardson, Texas, a suburb of Dallas, and we would get those freak little cold fronts, which, you know, when you go from 80 to 39, 40, you know, in the midst of a day, like all of a sudden it's really cold because you're used to the 80. And there's a football game and we have the little cold snap and I am in the stands and I am fully decked out in a whole bunch of clothes and mittens. I'm a big mitten fan. No, don't buy me gloves. I'm a mitten girl. I had on my mittens. And as I looked at those poor little cheerleaders, and they didn't have any pants, like long pants. They only had the little bitty skirts. And their legs were blue. They were so cold out there trying to do the cheers during this football game that was, you know, probably October 1st of November-ish in, you know, seventh grade. And I literally can remember thinking, oh, yes, God, that's why I didn't want to be a cheerleader. I didn't want to be out there freezing to death. Yeah, thanks for the reminder. I got that reminder every time, and it was either freezing to death out there or it's basketball season that goes on forever. I had homework to do, people. I had grades to keep up. Or... When you got to high school, they had to work out twice a day starting at six in the morning. In Oklahoma, six in the morning in August, it is still 97 degrees. Like it cools off from 120 or 110. I don't want to exaggerate. 110 to 97. <clears throat> and I would think, oh, thank goodness. I did not have to get up at six in the morning and go sweat to death. So I had my, 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 think and grow rich kind of thing and my kind of plan that I was going to be a cheerleader and and this is what I was going to do and I didn't want it I totally didn't want it so sometimes when you think you want to do something you're failing at it miserably not because of you other than the fact that you don't really want to do it you don't. So you're sitting there thinking about being cheerleader. What could I have done? I could have worked out like all year. I could have like practiced with somebody who had been a cheerleader. I could have done a lot of things to be ready, but what did I do? No, I did none of those things. I did none of those things. I was not prepared in any way. So I had a goal, but it really wasn't clearly defined and I didn't plan for it. 
but I could have made a baby step plan. I could have had a plan to stay in gymnastics. I probably could have made a plan to attend some cheerleading clinic or classes. There are things I could have done if that had really been an important goal for me. So you need to identify if you have goals on your list that really aren't for you. And is it something that you have to do or could you just have somebody else do it and be done? Goals can be overwhelming, but if you make them little, what are three simple things you can do today to take you closer to your goal? I love getting certifications. It's kind of a deal with me. I do. I love certifications. I love learning and I love having certifications. I don't even list all my certifications places because I think it's a little bit embarrassing at this point. But one of the important certifications I have <clears throat> is I'm a Jack Canfield Success Principles Trainer. Jack Canfield wrote the Success uh, the Chicken Soup for the Souls series. And he did a compilation book called The Success Principles. And it is a whole book of principles that successful people adhere to all the time. And in this book and in this training, there is a piece on accountability and having an accountability partner. And he has a beautiful form and I copied it and I use it, but it does say, you know, trademark, train the trainer, Jack Canfield, all that, you know, all the appropriate designations are on there I didn't like steal it and you list three to five things you're going to do that day to take you closer to your goal are you going to be on a podcast are you going to listen to a podcast are you going to write a blog are you going to read a blog are you going to do some research what are you going to do to move you closer to the goal? And he's very specific. There are only five spots on there. I had an accountability partner and she would fill out the five and then she'd write in the tiniest print ever everything else she was going to do. And she'd take a picture and she'd send it to me every day. One day I called her and I said, girlfriend, you're defeating the purpose. You're putting too much on your list. You can't get it done. And then you feel like crap. And she goes, how did you know that? And I said, because I know how this is supposed to work versus how you're doing it. What are the three to five things you could do to achieve your goals? And I'm going to say, and only spend 10 or 12 minutes on them. So what is it you need to do to get to where you want to go? If you're looking for that next promotion, is there some sort of education you need? Is there a certification that you need? You know, unlike me who just loves to collect them, what do you need to do? Is there somebody in the office you can invite out for coffee to find out what they did for the next step? I understand that people are very willing to share and tell you what they did and how they did it. And I'm going to say that's true for me because I have people ask me all the time what I do, how I do it, and how did I find out about that? And I spent literally 45 minutes on the phone with a gal the other day telling her all the stuff I've spent thousands of dollars learning. Why? Because we're in the same group and we're friends. And she asked and I told her.
So if there's something you want to know on how to go to the next level, ask somebody. That's probably the least used technique in the world is ask somebody who knows. And I'm just going to wrap this all up with the KISS method, K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, superstar. Don't overthink it. I've used this analogy a couple times in the last couple of weeks, and I think it's pretty fabulous if I do say so myself. And yes, I hurt myself patting myself on the back. When you learn how to do something and you do it well and you want to share it with everybody else, it's like you're the first year professor and you're teaching a freshman class and you make it so hard there's no way they can pass. And you give a stupid ass pop quiz that the majority of the class fails. And then Jennifer goes straight to the office and drops that class immediately. He did not know his audience. He was teaching us as if we were graduate students. We weren't graduate students. We were freshmen straight out of high school in a pre-Civil War American history class. Yeah, he made it as hard as he could because for graduate level students, it wasn't hard. For an incoming freshman, it was horrific. So when you're training your staff, treat your people like they're in first grade, not even college freshmen, first grade, because chances are that's where they are. If you find out some of them are above that, move them up to the next level. But keep it simple. So when you are clearing out your pesky thoughts, then you're writing the vision for your life, and now you're coming up with a few goals, three to five goals tops. Pick one of them. Spend the next 90 days focused on that one thing. And three to five things you can do every day for that one thing. What baby steps you can take. The difference between, so I'm an NBA fan. No, I don't really know much about it. And so, you know, just go with that. But I love it. And I love athletes. I'm so enamored with them because their level of commitment is just through the roof. And you find out the ones in basketball, they, you know, when fouls are committed, Often they get to throw a free throw. It's called free because nobody can touch them. They can just throw the ball in the basket. Why they don't have a 98% average, I do not freaking know. People try to explain it and I don't get it. But anyway, they don't always make it. But the ones who make it more often than not are the ones who show up early and stay late practicing that one thing. They stand there at the line and throw that shot over and over again. They have a goal. Their goal is some games are won or lost by free throws. They want to know if they get on that line, they're the ones going to make it. What is your goal? And what are the little baby steps you can do daily, consistently to take you towards that goal? Baby steps will lead to the finish line. A 26-mile marathon or 26.3 miles, however far. It's way long. I'm not ever going to do one. It's way long. They do it one step at a time. So what is your baby goal? I encourage you to let us know what your baby goal is. So show notes, www.chicagoconsulting.com slash blueprint. There'll be a link. 
in the show notes. Click the link. You don't even have to leave your apparatus, your device. Just click the link in the show notes. Grab your blueprint and fill it out. You are in charge of your life. You are destined for success. And you can do this. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi and I look forward to connecting with you soon.